The feast day of the presentation of the temple actually has been a feast from about the fourth century. Um, but that one was actually written in a woman's diary about the celebration of the feast when she went to Jerusalem. The, um, it's the 40th day after Christmas. Every time you have a very significant event or a significant point, 40 days is a very important number in Scripture. And so it always marks something very, very strong. So it's the 40th day since Christmas itself. This is one of the fav my favorite paintings that I picked up. And I always looked at it as a story of Simeon holding the child Jesus in his arms and saying, Lord, now you may dismiss your servant. My own eyes have seen the salvation prepared for you by you in the sight of your people, a light to reveal you to the nations and the glory of your people, Israel. <clears throat> anyway, I, it could be just an old man holding his grandchild and knowing that his family line is going to continue. But I thought it was more than that. This old man is really clothed like a Jewish rabbi, and he's holding that child in the face when a light shines on it, that yellow kind of lights up. And it's said it really, to me, speaks of that story, that event that he had been waiting for his whole life, and now the event has come to be, and now he can die in peace. So that's why I picked up that painting. Just um, when Father Bob said something last night, he said, no, I did not do the painting. I just found it. <laughs> okay. But the story, just pondering the story today, the story is very significant, but it has so much commonness in it. This young, young couple had just had a child quite recently, and they're bringing the child to the temple to present the child to the Lord. In thanksgiving for the child they received, but knowing that God has blessed them, God has graced them, and they're returning to give thanks. And I hope every parent does that many times, standing before in the presence of God and just saying, thank you, Lord, for the gift of this child, the gift of our children. Thank you for them, challenging they may be at times, but gifts they truly are. And so thank, thanks, Thanksgiving. I wonder today how many people they buy, you know, are thinking, oh no, here comes another one. They're just getting started. Do they know what they're in for? <laughs> they got a long road ahead of them, <laughs> and they're all excited and happy now, but oh, geez. They never know what's in store, what's going to happen as the life of a child unfolds. You hope and have great dreams and promises for that child, but you know only time will show and time will tell. But you trust that God has graced them and God is with them. No parent is alone in raising the child because God also claims them as his own. They belong to him. So he watches over and is present with each one. 
But I was wondering, and then when they said they entered the temple, Simeon just rejoiced. Everything he had waiting, been waiting for was now realized. But he makes a very strange kind of statement to Mary. And a sword will pierce your own hearts that the thoughts of many people might be laid bare. If you ever stop and think how often a parent's heart is pierced, especially if harm is done to their child, their son or daughter, no mother, no parent cannot actually feel deep hurt inside when their child was suffering. And the story of Mary, of course, what must have been in her heart when she was hearing these people yell, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. We should, when she saw him crowned with thorns and the blood coming down the side of his face, when she saw his back that had been scourged and whipped, I mean, how many times did Mary's heart just be pierced by that? And then when she stood by him at the foot of the cross and he breathed his last, Yes, it wasn't just that her heart was pierced by his suffering, but the meanness, the cruelty, the hostility that her son endured and faced, the callous indifference, the, um, the insults that were directed toward her son, these must have been piercing her heart just as much as the crown of thorns was on the head of Christ himself. And so when you think about it, any time those of you who are mothers, when your heart is pierced for your children, it might be because of something that happened to them. It might be because of something they're enduring. It might be the cruelty of others that the thoughts of many hearts might be revealed. And whenever we see children throughout our world suffering, saying, okay, what is going into the hearts of others as they see that suffering? Are they indifferent? Are they calloused? Are they just hard-hearted or stone hearts? Or do, does each one's heart also touch by it? Because this is a child who is suffering. This is a little one who's been broken in some way. And the thoughts of many hearts are revealed. A lot of times people have a lot of things they carry inside, a lot of hatred, a lot of violence, a lot of hostility, and normally it's just kind of clothed over and never recognized. But in moments like that, then the thoughts are revealed. That which many people carry in their hearts are made known, and we realize there's still an awful lot of sin that needs to be overcome by the love and the mercy of God. Whenever something might touch our own heart and in a way reveal to us that which is within that we say, where did that come from? I didn't know I was carrying such anger about that. It's like, Lord, this heart too needs to be healed. This heart too has been hurt or wounded in some way. Lord, heal the woundedness each of us carry within our hearts that it doesn't inflict suffering on the lives of others. 
And then, the ch then after they had finished doing everything according to the law of the Lord, very faithful people before God, um, then we had Anna coming. And she had been waiting for the consolation of Israel. She'd been praying since she said, it said she was married for seven years and then a widow till she was 84. That was a long time of widowhood. But that time, she spent that time in prayer before God. And really the closeness of God with her in her own suffering, her own longing. And but she spoke of the child to all who are willing to listen, all who look forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Um, she didn't waste her time trying to tell people who weren't interested, but to those who've been looking forward to it, those longing for it, she was sharing the story of now God's redemption is at hand. And I think that story is meant for all of us, all of us who are looking forward, forward to the redemption of the world, the sanctification, the healing of the world. That's what salvation is about. The word salvation also means heal. And the world is needing to be healed by the love of Christ. And it began with the story of the Jesus entering into our world, the power of love entering into our world, and it's that love at work transforming the world itself, the redemption of humankind. And then the, ch the couple and the child return to their home of Nazareth. And did anybody in Nazareth realize what had happened? Did anyone notice anything different? Was it just okay the couple went on this long trip and now they're back home and the hiddenness of the life of the family continues on? We don't really have many events of the story of the life of Jesus. We just know, know that he grew as a child in age and grace and wisdom and with his family watching over and guiding him. In the hidden life of so many, but the hidden life is also where God is very much at work in the everydayness of life, not just in the peak moments, not just in the great, real significant high feasts and high days, but the everyday part of life is where that love of God is working and transforming and building the bonds in a family, strengthening one another by his presence and drawing people ever more fully into unity with him. The place of sanctification, yes, I hope you are blessed every time you come, but the main place of sanctification is actually the home. That is where God is truly at work in the lives of families and of all peoples, especially <clears throat> If there is a sense of gratitude, a sense of the faithfulness of Mary and Joseph of doing what God asked them to do, they were faithful. And in that process, the family itself is made holy. God bless you.